I moved up to Orange County a few years back and I hated it. The city just didn't really seem that interesting and the people didn't really seem that inviting. So I figured I could keep complaining about it or I could get to know the city better and the people that live here more. That's why I started Real Lives of Orange County to see if there was something making the city tick that I wasn't aware of and seeing what the interesting people in Orange County had to offer. So welcome to this podcast. Hey, Benjamin. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? Are you able to see me? I can't. Oh, there we go. Awesome. Look at that big, beautiful clock behind you. Yeah, I found it at a Goodwill. <laughs> right on. They always have like a bunch of good stuff there. Oh, yeah. It doesn't work. So don't rely on it for time. It's just an art piece. Working clocks are overrated anyway, so it's fine. I agree. <laughs> Thanks for doing this with me. I uh, started this because I moved up to Orange County from San Diego and I kept complaining why can't I find anything cool or anyone cool in Orange County um so then I was like all right I can just keep complaining about it I can move back to San Diego or I can make an attempt to actually find the cool part of Orange County so that's how all this started so yeah welcome to Real Lies of Orange County awesome yeah this is actually our second episode if you will that we're doing right now the first one we're putting up today so still fairly new but always excited to meet new folks so glad to be here. i think the first thing i wanted to get into i think you said you're from orange county like what's been like your experience living and growing up here i want to see if it matches up with my experience growing up in san diego at all hmm. well i uh, grew up in laguna and i was basically like a beach bum i would always be at Laguna Beach, um, either surfing or just like swimming, getting ice cream. Um, so I know that area pretty well. It was kind of my stomping grounds. I would always go there with friends. Um, and I think that was a really big inspiration for my photography business because um, I started just like taking pictures of all the like cars that would drive by, lots of um, really wealthy people driving through, um, lots of beautiful sunsets every single night. Um, and so, you know, beautiful things just kind of inspire you to ca capture it. So um, that's kind of what led me to taking pictures for people, um, making a little money off of it, and then just became this business that I'm doing now. Um, and yeah, I think there are lots of little alcoves in Orange County that um, are fun things to do um, from the get-go. I guess not as um, glaring of a thing to see as like San Diego or like LA, but um, it's, it's a place where a lot of people come to retire, a place where a lot of people are like close-knit families. Um, so yeah, it's like a very much a family environment. <laughs> what do you call your favorite place to go to in Laguna Beach when you have like a day to yourself? Where do you usually find yourself in Laguna? Um, I think when I was texting you, I was telling you a little bit about the Victoria Beach Pirate Tower. There's this, um, I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, no, I looked it up. Uh, you said that was your favorite place to shoot or that was your favorite shoot, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it's like this, like castle on the beach that someone owns and, um, it's, it's just this beautiful, uh, tower that's right next to a tide pool. 
and it casts this beautiful reflection over the tide pool because the tide pool is just like the still water that um, rises when the um, the shore break kind of uh, crashes over the wall. And so um, at certain times of the sunset hour, it or when there's high tide, it'll create this like still water pool right next to the tower, and it just casts this this beautiful image of the sunset with the tower and the reflection. Um, I think that was going to sort of lead into my next question. Again, you talked about how the Victoria Beach shoot was your favorite shoot. What made it so great? Was it just like the environment you just described or was it like the people you shot with or the experience itself? So I actually recommend it as a spot for a lot of people. Um, and so I've done a lot of shoots there and they always turn out stunning because you can like walk along the wall and you can also take reflections of yourself and um, people people just love those shots. <laughs> so it's definitely a good go-to spot. Gotcha. So you're photographing or photographing, sorry, in Laguna Beach and in Orange County, and you're doing it sort of in like the digital age of like social media. Whenever you're shooting, do you sort of find yourself, are you able to shoot for fun anymore? Or whenever you're shooting, are you sort of like keeping social media in the back of your mind and like what the response is going to be from like your following when you get those shots? Yeah, I think with just needing to pay bills, I'm super business minded and like I got to make money off of photos. I got to make sure that I'm keeping myself stable. Um, and so shooting for fun has just been like whenever I'm, you know, out with friends or just hanging out for some reason. Um, but, you know, I've always got in the back of my mind, like, oh, I could probably sell this picture for like a print or for like a gallery and make some passive income off of that. Um, and I think shooting for fun was, was definitely what kicked off my career because I loved it and I um, am still passionate about it. Um, I think it's, it's just so much fun to, to capture what you see, um, kind of inspired by how you see it. Um, and I think um, that is what makes me so passionate about it because you know everyone who has a camera or an iPhone gets different picture based on how they wanna, how they wanna frame it, how they wanna edit it. Um, and I think as a form of expression, I, I love it. Um, and so, you know, shooting for fun can be a lot of different things like I could post on my personal social media and like it, it can it can be used for that or I can just you know like have the picture on my phone and like make it my wallpaper or, or for you know something like that um and so yeah I think I think I do have this kind of balance of shooting for fun and for business right now right on so want to sort of take it back a little bit to before you were like shooting for business so you're basically shooting for fun this entire time. Want to see if we can talk about what it felt like going into your first paid shoot. What was that experience like? Um, I think I was I was definitely like super nervous about um, like directing models because I didn't know anything about how to do that. And models always want like, or even just, regular people doing like family shoots or weddings, they want you to direct them. Um, and going into that with like, just research experience and um, just general experience, I was like, okay, I've got to like really be on top of this. But then over time, I realized that like, 
most people just like know how to do it themselves and just like pose in the way that is most uniquely them. And the more you try to direct them, the more, you know, stiff or, or less, um, uh, less of a picture of who they are um, ends up being the result. And so I think there's a, there's a balance between giving advice as well as uh, just letting them express themselves in the way that they love to do it. Um, and I think, yeah, it comes with just experience and, and reading the person and, and understanding the environment. I feel like what I used to do is, I think I sort of found like the same thing. It's like the more you try to like put people in sort of a box, the less, I don't know, um, the less like fun they'll have and then the more strain will like show up in a photo. So what I started doing was I would bring like this little boost speaker and then we just like go around like um, Long Beach, just playing music and stuff and then just vibing out. And then the pictures I would get would just be of them like having fun instead of like them trying to like, you know, get into one particular pose. Um, and the pictures always turned out super great. And yeah. candid, you know, yeah, that's awesome. Like as a photographer, you kind of just end up being the hype man and like, how can you make- Kind of, yeah. <laughs> you're more like Flavor Flav than anything else. Yeah. It's not really like you're the photographer how, at all. How happy can we like make you each other and capture that moment at the same time? Yeah, that was kind of like the thing I liked the most about photography. It became less about like taking photos and more about like just presenting a vibe and like having a good time. You know, we would like, I would like start out and sometimes I'd like buy them uh, like lunch or breakfast or whatever, depending on like the time of the day, then we'd like go into like our shoot and like have fun. And then sometimes we'd like go out and get drinks afterwards. So it became like this really fun, like networking experience that just made the entire idea of photography just super fun. A lot of work because then afterwards you have like Photoshop and all the stuff you have to do in post and editing videos, but <laughs> fun nonetheless. Yeah, it's all part of the job. <laughs> How'd you get into Bumble Biz? So like what like brought you to the app? Um, I just basically looked up every possible online networking thing that you could use during COVID because like I I couldn't really connect with anybody if no one was really going out. And that was like my main source of uh, getting clients for photography. And so I just kind of signed up for everything it's still proving useful because I meet people like you on it and there's still people out there needing to connect with people. So yeah. How about you actually? Um, how do I network? You know, to be quite honest, or how did I get on Bumblebiz? Yeah. Um, I was kind of experiencing the same thing. I am. Have you ever seen the movie? I love you, man. I think it's with like Paul Rudd and, um, no, but I've been meaning to see that. Oh, uh, it's it's fine. It's not like a spectacular movie or whatever. Sorry, Paul Rudd. But in it, it's about like this guy that um gets like engaged or whatever. And so, you know, he has to like figure out who he's gonna invite to the wedding. And then he realizes he don't he doesn't really have like anyone that he constantly networks with because he's sort of like put all of his time into um, you know, the marriage and his fiance or whatever. And not to say that's what I was going through, but I figured that, you know, I would like go to work and I would come back and then it just kind of be all about me and my fiance and my dog that I wouldn't really have too much time to invest in like networking and meeting other people. So once I figured out that I was sort of like in that spot, I was like, okay, I need to like go meet as many people as I can. Um, and that became meet interesting people because if the thing is just about meeting people, then it's probably not going to work. 
to Walt. So went on Instagram and then went on Bumble Biz. Um, I'd done Bumble Friends, I think, before, but now I'm like on the business end of things so I can connect with like sort of like-minded people. Um, and yeah, right now it's just kind of like about networking and making interesting friends, business clients or whatever, just to sort of brighten up the experience of living in Orange County, you know? So I feel like we're sort of in the same boat, right? A little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely curious, like what, what kind of success have you had with using Bumble Biz? Ooh, so <laughs> I'm actually, it's actually turning out to be a lot more useful than I thought it'd be. Um, and I think it's because the amount of time you put into it is sort of like what you get out. At first, I was like, eh, it's probably just going to turn into a bunch of like MLM schemes, you know, like pyramid schemes. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> or people trying to sell you on stuff, or I just thought it wasn't going to be that great of an experience. But the more I'm using it, the more I'm finding that a lot of people are in the position we're in right now where they just want to connect and talk to someone about like being creative, you know? Um, so I think from it, um, I have probably like five different people that <laughs> want to jump on like the podcast to where it's like, I had to stop using it because I was, I was scheduling too much within a week. So <laughs> it's, it's been pretty, it's been working out pretty well, but again, I have had experiences to where I used it and I felt like I wasn't getting much out of it, but then I felt like I, um, I wasn't really putting too much in. So what you put in is usually what you get out. Speaking of um, sort of post-pandemic, like networking, how has it like affected you? We're in 2022 now. Pandemic happened in 2020, so it's two years later. We noticed any changes, you know, with networking and photography and everything you're doing on a creative end post-pandemic versus pre-pandemic? Hmm. I think post-pandemic, it's just huge emphasis on digital marketing. Um, everyone's kind of using it. Everyone's on there. And feel like there's just this like huge jump in the learning curve of how to use digital marketing and everyone kind of like gets it now because they were forced to do it <laughs> in COVID and it's kind of helpful because it's less work for me and for other people and you know everyone knows how to use Zoom and everyone's kind of mm -hmm. on that level of like yeah everyone can pretty easily have the equipment and have the um, understanding of how to network digitally um and so i don't know i kind of see it positively as in this like uh, i don't know digital revolution of this last couple of years um and i think i've gotten more clients in the long run um online than just word of mouth and, and going out there um so yeah i I'm I'm grateful for for COVID in that way. <laughs> I can say that. I, I wonder if those words has, have ever been spoken. I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful for COVID. Thank you, COVID. <laughs> I'm I'm one to practice gratitude in in every area of life. So if I can even say something about COVID, that that would be the one thing. <laughs> yeah, like life didn't just end after COVID. There was like a lot of pivoting we had to do, and there was like a lot of good things as well as negative that came out of it. So it's good to sort of admire the good and not the bad. You were talking, I had Hamilton tickets and it got canceled. Oh no. Okay. So that's probably one of the bad things that yeah, happened. That would be a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Since then, have you gone and seen Hamilton or? I did. I went back and saw, I got front row tickets. It was the best. Whoa, what? 
it was really <laughs> i just i just got it as soon as possible and it was amazing it was like yeah yeah have you seen it yeah um i consider myself a pretty big uh play guy maybe right. maybe not because there's a lot that i haven't seen but i feel like i've seen all the popular ones we're talking like you know sweeney todd um seen hamilton seen hades town which was amazing oh, although I love super super heartbreaking really big into greek mythology too so seeing it on i listened know. to the whole soundtrack but i would just want to see the actual thing oh it's awesome so did you like hamilton or yeah i've always kind of been a big fan of it and i actually saw the uh the disney plus recorded version before yeah. going to see oh, it okay um but like it was still way better in person even did though you see it over here did they come to sigurstrom and no i went up to pantages in beverly hills to go see it gotcha. i uh i gotta admit i wasn't a really big hamilton fan hmm. i thought i thought it was amazing but as far as enjoyment i feel like i didn't get out of it what i thought i would and i think the reason behind that was because i was hungry <laughs> 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 that, that would be a funny review to put on their website like, can you imagine I didn't really like the musical because I was hungry <laughs> yeah no I mean you know if critics were more honest <laughs> about why they didn't enjoy something maybe the world would be a better place but um I don't I don't like cheese I don't like like any sort of accoutrements on like my burger or anything so we went to go see Hamilton and we had maybe about an hour or an hour and a half to spare. So we went right next door to a restaurant. Um, I probably shouldn't name the restaurant because this gets big. Um, and the restaurant hears about how much of a terrible experience I had. It might turn into some problems. Uh, in my head, the burger place next to the <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you off screen. Um, but we we went to this burger joint and I had told him the same thing I told you don't like anything on my burger as plain as can be just meat and bun so they come back with the burger it has cheese on it it has ketchup mustard mayonnaise I think and my girlfriend and I at the time we were like what the heck so we send it back and they're like no we got you and we understand that you have to get to Hamilton's in about an hour so they go and they come back with the burger that doesn't have mayonnaise, it doesn't have mustard, it doesn't have ketchup on it, but it has cheese on it. Ah. <laughs> so we're like, what the heck, dude? So I'm like, dude, we, we have to get out of here. I'm sorry. But they're like, no, 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 one more time. We've got this. We're sorry. We'll make sure it's plain. And then the third time it comes out, it comes out with even more condiments and cheese on it than it did the first <laughs> time. So it's just like, all right. So I went into Hamilton with, uh, with that mindset. So needless to say, being hangry, while watching a play isn't probably for the best. So maybe I just need to go re-see it. Yeah, that's a pretty long play to sit through being hangry. I yeah. can never. No, they, they had chips. So maybe maybe I wasn't as hangry as I thought. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you mentioned earlier that one of your favorite things to do is go around to like different, I don't know if you said it was like restaurants or bars, but you like to go to like places where there's like live music. I think you said yeah. we'll shoot there. Yeah. What's the um, story with that? I'll talk about one of my favorite places. Have you heard of the Anaheim Packing District? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, they have live music there like all the time. 
Um, and I just go there fairly often just to listen to the bands that come through. Um, and they have a speakeasy in there too, the, the White Rabbit, I think. Yeah, we've been trying to get into that one for years. Oh yeah, you just gotta do a Yelp reservation or like just walk right up and sometimes people cancel and they just let you in. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Um, I definitely love finding speakeasies because um, that kind of feels like the vibe of Orange County. There's not like a ton of like clubs and, and bars and stuff, but there's quite a few speakeasies. And um, I actually, honestly, I drive more to LA for that kind of stuff than OC, but mm-hmm. OC's had its fair share of stuff. You just kind of have to talk to people and know where all the places are at. But um, yeah, there's, there's tons of fun stuff to do around here. Where's your favorite speakeasy or speakeasy adjacent spot to go to? Um, I, I probably would say, hmm, it's probably the White Rabbit because that's okay. got the live music outside and all the food there is amazing. Um, ever heard of pie society over off of uh i think it's like close to 17th street close to the wild goose in costa mesa i i don't think so so it's uh it's made out well it is a uh, pizza joint in the front and uh what you do (laughs) it's pretty funny you walk through the pizza joint and if you walk in there like you know where you're going they won't really say anything and so you walk to the back where the kitchen is and it's always like super empty back there and then you like more or less walk through the kitchen but instead of a kitchen it's a it's like a speakeasy joint super cool super chill vibe closes at midnight but that's the only bad thing you could really say about it I'll definitely check that out because I I go down that spot for coffee shops and everything all the time yeah a lot of good coffee shops there too there's this um there's this really cute store there called Goodies, and everything's under $25. And it's like a bunch of handmade like pottery and wooden plates and like furniture and everything. Okay. Everything there is under $25. It's on that same street. It's just why I thought of that. It's like the 99 cent store, but it's like the under $25 store. And everything's like really high quality, handmade and everything. So if you're ever down there again, definitely check that out. Goodies. I'll have to write that down. Um, going back to Anaheim Packing District, who was like your favorite artist that you shot over there? Um, I don't typically like shoot anyone there. Um, I kind of just go there to meet people. Gotcha. Um, I can't remember. There's the, there's this one band I met. Um, they had, I can't remember the name of the instrument, but it's like this, um, this like metal wire, like gramophone or something. Okay. And it makes like these synth sounds, but it's like an actual instrument. It's not like a computer. Um, and I don't know, I just, I thought it was very interesting and unique. Um, I think they were called like electric steel or something, but um, yeah, you just you see a lot of interesting bands down there. We saw um, My Chemical Romance a couple of days ago. Um, and you know, my chemical romance, right? Yeah. I really wanted to go to that. My friends went. (laughs) Yeah, it was, uh, it was crazy. Vegas was nuts with all the people, uh, when we were young, but the last show was my chemical romance and Gerard way. He had like this weird, (laughs) 
I don't know if it was like a synth thing, but he had like this weird instrument thing where he would like place his like finger on it and then he it would like make a sound and then like he would like push his finger up and like the sound would get like all distorted. And he was like super into it. It was as if like he just found out about it for the first time. And instead of like, well, I'm sure he practiced with it, but like his first inclination it seemed was, hey, I found like this really cool new instrument. I'm going to share it with 80,000 people. <laughs> For the very first time. Um, it's a pretty boss move. <laughs> yeah, that's, I guess that's what you can do when you're My Chemical Romance, but it, it was a good time. Oh, um, it must have been awesome. It, it was sick, man, but you know, they're going to do it every year from now on, so can yeah. catch the next one. I'm definitely going to. Uh, what's the Theo, I hope I say this right, the Theodidacti podcast? Oh, yeah, that's that's deep in my website. <laughs> um, <laughs> Did a little research. It's a little project that I did in um, college. Um, I basically, I, I went to a private school up in La Mirada um, called Biola. I don't know if you've heard of it. Um, but basically for a project, I decided to do a podcast interviewing a bunch of my professors and some of my friends. Um, and it's just kind of talking about what it's sort of like philosophical and theological based. And it's talking about like how you can use discipline in your life to like create the desire to do things. Because um, oftentimes we like, I mean, a lot of times people are feeling pretty apathetic towards doing things and like, you just don't find the passion or the drive to do it. And um, I was just talking about like, there is a balance between having that innate like passionate desire to do the thing, um, but also the discipline um, and balancing that discipline so that you can create a stronger desire within yourself to do it. Um, kind of like music, you know, like you you want to play it, you want to learn how to do it, but like you'll never really get great at it and really love doing it until you discipline yourself to learn everything and to, to get passionate about it. Um, and so I was kind of talking about that with a lot of my friends and the professors and just kind of the stories of their lives um, and how they went along doing it. But yeah, it was just a little project I did for college. <laughs> I um, kind of agree with that. There's like a couple different things I wanna get into. Uh, one of them is drumming. And then the other one is sort of like audio engineering, learning how to like produce music via like garage band and pro mm -hmm. tools or whatever. But no matter how much I wanted to do it, there just wasn't like that sort of like discipline that would like make me sit down and start practicing when there was all this other stuff to do. So what I did was I um, looked around Orange County um, and found like a music school that allows 30 year olds like me <laughs> to learn music. When you look for people like that teach music, for some reason, they only market to kids. And it's like, <laughs> okay, I guess if you're 30 or 20 or over the hill after 15, they don't just teach you music. So it took a long time to find that. And what I did is I paid for lessons for the rest of the year so that I would have to like, you know, I would have to practice. So I didn't look like an idiot when I showed up for class. And then having like that class schedule once a week is like getting me to sort of like actually get into the progress of learning how to drum, which has been super amazing. It's been sort of like a life changer. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that with audio engineering but i don't think i have the funds to pay for two music classes <laughs> for like yeah maybe um, one thing at a time 
a little bit. Let's let's try to take this philosophy and get our toes wet before going all the way into it. Do you think you'll keep doing the podcast or was this sort of like a one and done thing? I have been actually it came up a month ago. I was talking to a friend about it and I was like, I love I love making podcasts and like having conversations with people. Um, and I had so much fun creating that. I spent like eight hours for whatever reason trying to edit it because I was just learning it on the spot, but it was a ton of fun, um, especially having those conversations. Uh, it's just like a good reason enough for people to like come out and want to like talk to you about their whole lives. And I love that. Um, I love finding reasons to just get to know people. Um, so yeah, I think your platform, this podcast is, is an awesome way to meet people around this area, um, especially just with this theme of like, what are the cool spots in OC? And like, um, what is your experience with it? Um, and it also gives you a deeper understanding into the, the smaller areas of Orange County as you're new to this area, so yeah. We should, yeah. We should do it. What do you think you would talk about for if you did continue with the podcast, what would be like the next topic? What does POD DACTI mean? Is it something your professor came up with or is that like an um, So I had to um, make the podcast based on some of the research, the materials that I was studying. So I was studying like philosophy and theology at the time. And I had read um, the works by Martin Luther um, and the book of Romans. And so I was trying to combine that into the podcast. And so um, that word is uh, like a Latin terminology, but used by Martin Luther, and it basically translates to being taught by God. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is it's it's kind of like um, the mode in which I was uh, describing discipline. You know, you you as a Christian, um, you would obey God and you would listen to His words, and He would. Um, give you that desire to understand him and know him better. And um, that is kind of like, that's the background of what that word means. Um, and I use that as kind of like a jumping off base to talk about how um, discipline and the desire to do things in whatever lifestyle you have, whether it's, um, whether it's religion or just learning an instrument, um, I think it applies to everybody and it um, is really, really important way to 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 live your life um and it ended up being a really great way to get to know people so yeah dude bring it back up let's work on that next episode yeah maybe we could uh, continue that episode i'd love to yeah that'd be super fun um last couple questions since we're running up on our last 10 minutes uh so we've gotten through like the photography stuff, we see that you're an amazing photographer. My favorite shot personally was uh, this right here. Let me see if I could bring it up. And it wasn't really like a photo shot or whatever, but just the video itself. Oh uh, yeah. Super <laughs> awesome. Uh, but we've gone through the photography stuff. You just sent me a message saying that you're also into iOS developing. Oh uh, yeah. That's amazing, man. <laughs> you should own that. That's like sick. I'm a I'm a jack of all trades, master of none kind of guy. So <laughs> I have my hand in a lot of things. Okay. Um, I actually was just at a meeting this morning about it, and um, I'm I'm just doing some iOS development for um, for an app right now. Um, and I basically like 
don't know, I just taught myself Swift for MacBooks. Um, I mean, I got my degree in computer science, so that's kind of how I can like learn this stuff. And yeah, it's just like extra money and extra, extra fun. Um, and yeah, I've made like a dating app for someone and the current thing I'm doing is like a food related app. Um, and yeah, it's just like, I have this like logical side of my brain and have the creative side of my brain. I'm trying to like use everything. <laughs> Where were you when I needed you like a year ago to make my dating app? Did you have one? I did. I had a, I was actually just thinking about it not too long ago. I had like this dating app idea and I, uh, I had actually started building it myself. Um, so that's why when I saw you were into iOS developing, I was like, what? I could have saved myself so much time. Um, no, known you before. Well, if you ever want to bring it up back again, I can help you out. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe uh, we'll talk about it, and you can see if it's a stupid idea, <laughs> and we can decide whether or not we want to move forward. Yeah, the uh, dating app I made it ended up getting rejected by the app store, which was a bummer. But I don't know, it was a great experience. It it was kind of how I learned how to do everything, so it ended up working out well. Yeah, always a good experience. Um, the last question I sort of want to end on is sort of talking about what you have coming up. I know you mentioned um, you have something going on at Downtown Disney, but what do you want to highlight if you could have the chance to highlight it? Yeah, um, so I've been working for a band for the past seven months. They hired me to travel around the nation with them to take videos and photos for their tour. Um, and it's probably been my favorite job of my entire life. Like. Um, they pay for all the travel expenses and a little extra for the work. And I think as like an ideal dream job, I would love to be like a tour or travel photographer um, because I love travel. Um, I love seeing new places around the world. And if I can get paid to do that, I think that's a pretty good gig. Um, but yeah, um, Downtown Disney this Thursday at 530 to 9 30 they're going to be playing they're called streetlight cadence so if you're in the area or you know anyone who wants to come out um they're an awesome little like folk alt pop rock kind of band um and uh yeah you i don't know you've probably seen their content on my instagram or or uh my website um but yeah <laughs> sure man awesome we might take you up on that cool i would love to see you in person <laughs> that'd be great um and then I think downtown Disney allows dogs so maybe we could bring her too we'll yeah see. yeah sick all right so I that's that's it that's the podcast how do you feel <laughs> that was awesome dude I love talking with you yeah I think this is the I had tried like different versions of this um there was this thing that we were going to try called drinks on me where we we're going to go around Orange County buying people drinks and hearing about their stories but kind of like what you mentioned before, it's a lot easier to connect with people when it's, you know, online and they don't have to leave their house, you know. Also, it's probably best if they're not drunk on camp while we're doing this. So I think this is a better way going about. Probably, yeah. Sick. All right. Well, I'll let you go. But thank you so much again for doing this with me. Yeah, I appreciate you. It was great to meet you here. You as well, man. We'll talk soon. All right. All right. Bye.